0: G'day everyone, welcome to UFC Fight Night Live Betting Show on Punt School and the Trademate Sports Channel. Also headlined this week by Vicente Luque versus Bilal Muhammad for the second time. We'll be going through that fight along with five others on the main card. Breaking down, analysing the fights and seeing if we can find some betting angles for you there. So we'll be going through uh, Ange Lusa versus Munir Lazez. Pat Sabatini versus TJ Laramie, Myro Bueno Silva versus Yanan Wu, Andre Filiao versus Miguel Baeza, uh, Chow Boralo versus Gadzi Omar this and Vicente Luco versus Bilal Muhammad. couple of uh, tongue twisters in there, ones that I definitely botched the pronunciation of, but um, that's not what you came here for. Anyway. Um, as always, as I mentioned off the top every uh, show, I'll give away two bets this week. Um, don't want to give away too much as there's people that pay for MMA pun school. So, um, yeah, we'll just stick to the two a week and keep everyone happy. All right, let's get into it. For this fight, Ange Lusa versus Meneer Lazez. Um, unfortunately, there are no odds up at the moment on top sport because it is a bit of a late notice fight i think the fight's only been scheduled maybe about 36 hours ago with um angelusa coming in for um i think it was uh, i can't really got his name here yeah Zaleski, sorry um but anyway we will uh we'll crack on without the odds but um i believe Lazes in some places has opened up at about 1.5 and looser around two point seven, something like that. But we'll crack on. So, um, two. I mean, I think I think L'Zez wins most of the exchanges on the feed in this one. He's a bit more of a diverse striker. He's got wicked kicks, pretty decent straight punches. I mean, he was able to hang with Abdul Razak Al Hassan in the pocket for long periods and able to piece him up for most of the fight um I know that Abdul's only really you know solid for a certain amount of time because of his gas tank but still he had the confidence to stay at range with him or stay on the feet with him for for most of the fight um and uh yeah from what I've seen so far he looks um he looks a dangerous fighter on the feet lots of first round knockouts all the good stuff before coming to the UFC um I think that'll just keep Looser on the back foot most of the time. Just have him a little bit worried. And I mean Looser's, you know, he's he's good at, he's got good, decent strikes, but nothing that's um he's he's not too threatening at all. Like he hasn't got he doesn't really throw huge bombs or anything like that. He's, you know, stays in the pocket, like pretty efficient with his strikes, which I think is great. And um I think he will have success in the UFC. But um, if he wants to win this fight, I think he needs to get it down to the ground, or at least work his wrestling as much as possible. So, yeah, I assume Lusa will be trying to get this to the ground. But, I mean, Lazez, from what I've seen, looks like he has decent takedown defense. Um, he's quite good on the ground, rarely gets held down for long at all. Normally, you know, gets back to his feet quite quickly. So... I'm I'm not going to be surprised if Luce is able to get him down. I think he will have to fight pretty hard for it. It's not going to come as easy as it did for him in, let's say, his last fight against John Howard. Um, But um, like you saw in the Jack Maddalena fight, he really struggled to get him down for most of the fight. I think that will kind of be where where, um, Lazez's grappling is kind of at and I think he will be able to stuff most of his takedowns. Um, so that leaves kind of Looser in a bit of a tricky position because if he's going to get dominated on the feet and maybe only able to land a couple of takedowns, and even if he does get takedowns, I can see Lazez kind of just getting back up to his feet reasonably quickly. It, it, it leaves Looser in a you know a position where it's going to be hard for him to to win the fight or assert any dominance. In any area, just from what I've seen from his fights so far, I mean, he could come out and surprise us, and you know, be so good in the wrestling that he's, you know, he's able to hold Lizzez down for most of the fight. But from what I've seen, he could he did that to maybe he held Howard down for maybe half the fight. Um, I just I couldn't imagine him doing the same to to lose uh, to to Lizzez. Sorry. So I've got Lizzez priced around the like 1.3 to 1.4 mark so i think 1.5 is is a good bet first of all for us today um i would be locking that in um maybe not straight away maybe just have a look and see i think it's only you know just opened up at you know the likes of pinnacle and stuff like that so maybe wait a little bit see if um a little bit of money comes on looser and you can snag a better price on lazers but for me, one point five looks like a val- looks like value on uh, on Lizard's for me. So uh, yeah, there's number one for today. We'll move on to the next one, which is Pat Sabatini and TJ Laramie. I do believe there are odds on uh, Top Sport for this one. Yeah, so we've got. Laramie at 4.4 and Sabatini at 1.21. Unfortunately, we've got no props out on top sport today, so we'll just have to roll with the money line prices. Um, Yeah, for this one, so TJ takes this on late notice kind of. I mean, he's had about three weeks. It was scheduled about three weeks ago, but he was scheduled to face Bagdasarian, I believe, on this same card, so doesn't really make much of a difference at all. It's just, I mean, it kind of does in a way because Bagdasarian's a good striker. Sabatini's a wrestler, so he's gone from preparing for a for a striker. Like, he'll be fit, obviously. He was training for a fight, but this is like the opposite, complete opposite of fighter that he was preparing for. Um, I think there's still quite a few unknowns about TJ, obviously, because, you know, he's only... His first fight in the UFC, his only fight in the UFC, went for 45 seconds. Obviously, you can go back and look at some of his fights beforehand on the contender series. Uh, I watched his five round fight against the other day. Who was that against? Cruz. Yeah. Andrew Cruz, who he looked very, very good against. But of course, you know, these are not fighters in the UFC. They are certainly not. At the level of a of a Pat Sabatini, um, he looked he's looked really good, I think, in most of his fights. But um, yeah, that loss to that loss to uh, minna exposed, and, and also he nearly got caught. I believe it was an armbar from memory uh, against Daniel Swain. So he does have a propensity to be caught in submissions, um, you know, along with that minute choke. So other than that, I think he's looked very sharp. I I think he will be a good prospect. It's just, you know, this is a big step up for him. Um, Yeah. And just after what Sabatini did to Tucker Lutz, I just, you would, you would be thinking that Laramie is probably going to be spending a lot of time being controlled on the ground here, defending submissions. Um, I just, I thought Sabatini's last performance, doing what he did to uh, a fighter of the caliber of Tucker Lutz, was, uh, was very impressive. And, um, you know, he's a real his 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 wrestling, his submissions, but I'd say more so his wrestling is a is a, is is gonna be tough for a lot of fighters in this division to be able to handle. Um Laramie, he's sh- as I've said before, he's shown he's shown the propensity to get caught in a few sub attempts against Swain and Minna. So there is a chance he could get caught in one here too, considering Pat's grand credentials. Um But I I do think if he can keep things standing, you know, Laramie's got, you know, good background in wrestling. So, I mean, would you be surprised if he could keep things standing for most of the fight? Probably, but it wouldn't be the wildest suggestion in the world. And if he can keep things standing... I think this will be a very competitive fight, and if anything, I would give TJ the the edge in the stand up. I could see Sabatini maybe even panicking just a little bit, thinking, "Oh no, I can't get this guy down. I'm going to have to stand with him." I didn't expect this to happen, and the panic sets in. Um, and TJ's uh, he's got some he's got some great stri- he's got an all round good striking game. He absolutely ruined that fellow I talked about before, uh, uh, Andrew Cruz, I believe his name was. Um, this is TJ's first fight in a year and a half, which is a bit of a worry, but he, on the other hand, he's very young. so I'm sure in this year and a half we haven't seen him. I'm sure I'm sure that he's upped his game in all sorts of areas, but sure, maybe in the early goings he'll suffer from a bit of ring rust, which um, you know, which really leaves that Sabatini submission angle um you know, it, it, it would it would heighten the chances of that happening happening nice and early. For this one, I've got no bets. I'd be looking into the prop market, potentially Sabatini by submission, but I haven't seen the prices yet. Um, we'll have to – yeah, I can't give you guys any tops. We haven't got the prices yet. We'll move on to the uh, women's bell we have here. Got Miro Bueno Silva versus Yanan Wu. I think Silver is better everywhere except for the wrestling. Could see her being taken down by Wu a couple of times. But when it gets there, I think she could throw up some attacks from her back and potentially find a sub from memory. uh, Watching one of Wu's last fights. I'm trying to remember who that was against. Jocelyn Edwards, I think that was it. I think she nearly got caught in a, or at least um she just doesn't she doesn't look like she has a depth of uh, of jiu-jitsu or grappling. Like it doesn't look it looked like she was um from memory, I, I believe she nearly got caught in a submission there by Edwards. Um but I kind of believe, yeah, like I kind of said before, Silver is more threatening off on the ground, and I think she's also more threatening on the feet. It's kind of the middle in between, the wrestling, where I could see Yanan Wu actually have some success. Um, on the feet, I think she'll be able to silver, be able to overwhelm Wu for the most part, land the biggest strikes, and be able to just, I guess, be more diverse in what she what she throws. Wouldn't even be surprised if this was fight of the night, just a bit of a banger on the feet. Um you know, Silva's just come off going with one of the best strikers in the in the division um, against Firo for three rounds. Um, I know she was beat up for most of that, but still, she stood there, went toe to toe with her, didn't get dropped or anything like that. Um, and like this is just a big step down. If you if you're used to looking at Manon Firo for three rounds and then you go to Yunnan Wu, you'd have some serious confidence going into this fight. Um, for me, the only path to victory here for Wu would be her holding her against the cage and potentially getting her down for long periods. But I just, I couldn't, I can't really see how she holds Silver down for long periods. I, I, I think, I think Silver's too dangerous off her back to just lie there. I think she'll be putting up, you know, arm bars, triangles, all sorts of stuff. Um, and yeah, she's just always a danger no matter where the fight goes so yeah 1.25 is the price for silver i believe let me have a look here and no, are down a she's down to 1.19 now and i mean i don't really have a bet here at all in terms of money line i think that that those kind of prices make you know they sound about right um oh you could look at silver inside the distance but i think uh i think she's priced around 2.5 or something like that and yeah, I don't know. Yunan Wu could just be too tough to um, to put away. So, yeah, I would um, I would stay away from that personally. But let's move on. This is a fun one: Filio versus Miguel Baeza. I mean. <clears throat> by I think, is easily the better mixed martial artist. But the problem is is he he clearly he he has a tendency to get clipped in his fights and with the small gloves, MMA, all that kind of stuff you've heard before, um, you could you could be you know by far the better mixed martial artist but and show that over fourteen minutes, fourteen minutes and fifty nine seconds, and then you just got one punch. Um, you leave your chin exposed for one second, and it's all over. And you know, recently he's shown a propensity to you know get cracked. You've got Chaos Williams knocked him out. Uh, Brown even rocked him. I mean, you can throw in the Ponzinibbio in there too. But he did. He took a lot of damage in that fight, but um, but he didn't get uh, he didn't get dropped or anything like that. So that's a you know a good sign. But um. Yeah, I I just I when he gets into the pocket is when I I just you almost like squirm your far well I bet I bet Baez the last time against Williams and you just felt like every time he got into the pocket he was a little bit slow or slower than Williams um and just a lot better chance of being the one that drops. So yeah, if you can sort out his defense, I think he's a very dangerous prospect, but he's fighting someone in Philly out who I think is quite one-dimensional. He's got good boxing, but I think that's just about it, really. If Baeza Baeza has great kicks, if Baeza can just keep him at kicking range, I think he should be able to avoid his punches and beat up his lead leg um, and body with kicks. Um, So, you know, in other words, if I'm Baeza, stay out of the pocket as much as possible, try and fight at a kicking range and beat him up from range. If he's coming into that boxing kind of range, you know, circle away and get out of there. Don't get stuck on the cage. That's the worst thing you could do. Or don't come flying in and and start trading in the pocket with more than one punch. Um, I think Bizer can also get this to the ground if he wants to and work some submissions and ground and pound. So, yeah, it's one of those ones where, as as long as Baez can stay at a boxing range, I can see him beating out reasonably comfortably. I think Felia has a gas tank problem too. Um, saw that a little bit in the Pereira fight, but if you go back and watch some of his earlier fights, um, it's very evident there. Um, I think the only reason Baez is priced where he is now, which is He is priced at 1.56 and Filiao's at 2.42. I think the only reason he's priced in that way is because he can be tagged and he's shown that he, he his his chin is maybe not a weakened chin, but he 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 just he 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 can be tagged. <laughs> um, if if you knew that Baeza maybe had worked on his defense or, um had an incredible chin, I reckon he would be priced something like 1.3 to 1.4. But the problem is when you're betting Aza sure, a great mixed martial artist and, sure, better than Filio in just about every area. But, um, yeah, you're taking on board with you just that. And Filio's got the power. He's got all the finishes on his record. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's priced right at the moment. And for me, I'd be staying away have a look out for submission for Biazor. I think that that could be a little, uh, a good, I know that for me, Biazor knockout, I think is somewhere around 2.5 to three at some books. I mean, to me that I'd be fading that as much as possible and be looking at, uh, getting on board with the submission, uh, instead, if you do want to go that way. Um, but yeah, that's how I see things. Let's move on to the co-main event. Uh, Yeah, very weird one this you've got two two guys here and i'm just going to call them Barallo and gadzi because i'm not going to try pronounce the other two names um they're both basically coming straight off the contender series and into a co-main event slot which is a rarity i mean i don't think this has ever been done before but anyway um but I mean, they're two—they're two good prospects. Let's just put it that way. Weird that they've matched them up this early. Normally, you see—you know—you never really see two Dana White contender series prospects being matched up early on, especially two that I think look pretty decent. Um, anyway, so they're kind of eliminating each other early, which I think is weird. But anyway, I'm not the—I'm uh, not the matchmaker here, am I? So you've got. Um, Barello at 2.06, and you've got Gadzi at 1.76 there on top sport. Um, yeah, like I said, two good prospects in the middleweight division here. Barello is very well-rounded but mostly dangerous on the feet, whereas Gadzi, you can probably tell by his last name, very wrestling and grappling-based. Uh believe he's from Russia so you know he's got one of those famous Russian surnames um which at the moment is quite trendy that you know they're normally favorites going into fights let's just say that based on their last name since the likes of Namagomedov etc um arrived in the UFC on the feet Borello, I think will take care of Gadzi quite easily He's a lot more technical confident has a lot more weapons on his feet but the problem is is i think he might be quite hesitant to really go for it because he'll be preparing himself for the gadzi takedown at all times from what i've seen borrello's defensive wrestling looks to be at a good level but i'm not sure it's at a level where he'll be able to stop the attacks from from gadzi constantly um, on the ground, I'm a bit more confident in Barello as there were a few times in Gadzi's previous fights where he was either reversed on the ground or his opponent was able to get back up. So I don't I don't I think that, you know, barello may be able to escape a couple of times potentially, which could tie Gadzi out and lead to a later finish in the fight, or, you know, he could win a decision Barello could. For me overall though, it's a definite, yeah, just stay out. Um, stay out of this one. It's just so hard to judge the level of Gadzi's wrestling yet because he's only had. Uh, let's have a look. I believe he's only had the the one Dana White contender series fight. From memory. Yeah, so he knee barred Janzy Silva within four minutes and yeah uh before that he was um he, he was not fighting in the UFC so it's hard to get to know like you know how good is this guy's wrestling are we talking about a Habib level or are we talking about like an above average kind of level it's so that above average kind of level I'd be looking at I think Barello, you know could be a very good bet here as an underdog but um if it's the other way and he's you know he's got very 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 good wrestling then um, then the price on him is probably a little bit of a steal so it's very hard to know and and Barello I mean actually I have seen quite a bit of his defensive wrestling it looks good but you know no one's at the caliber of a Gadzi so yeah for me to stay out you've got two guys here coming off the contender series let's wait, let's see this how this fight plays out and look to bet either of them moving forward. Um, all right, but I do have a bet in this one, the main event, Vicente, Luque versus Bilal, Muhammad. Fun fight here. I mean, the welterweights are getting a bit of a shine at the moment. Uh, I believe these guys are four and five in the division or five and six, something like that. Um, so I think one of these guys, they win this fight. And that gets them that big fight with your, you know, your Gilbert Burns as your Colby Covington's um, Hamzat, potentially those kind of guys. That you know, I believe the winner of this gets one more fight, and they win that next one, then they're on the, then they're going to get a title fight. Um, but yeah, on the feet, I give the advantage to yeah, Luke. He's got the edge there. He's got more power, more confidence in his striking. I would say. Um, I mean, they both have good weapons. They're both good on the feet. Um, you know, they may even be be even in terms of like skill for skill. But, but, but you know, I I don't think that personally. I think Luque is more skillful. But even if they were equal in terms of skill, I think Luque is just a bit more dangerous because he's got that power. Um, he's got a good chin, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and I think the longer it stays on the feet, the, the worse that is for Bilal. As you guys can probably imagine, Muhammad will try and get this to the ground, uh, but he is going to, ha- going to have to be quite elite in terms of his entries to avoid the Luke chokes, uh, especially his Dars. His last two um, fights, he's won by Dars choke against Woodley and, um, and Kiesa. And overall in the UFC, he has four finishes by Dars choke, one by Anaconda. So if he wants to take Luke down, which I think he can, he is going to have to worry about that. But overall, I think um I think Muhammad has, you know, good top game, so I can see him spending a decent amount of time down there where um where Luke may have his biggest edge is just his general toughness and cardio. I did notice Bilal looked a little tired in the third round of that wonderboy fight after doing all of that grappling so you could even see a scenario where Bilal could look he could look very good for three rounds spend a lot of time on top win the first three rounds and then he comes out fourth round and he's just gassed from, from having to work so hard to keep Luke a down so I think the Luke a is gonna you know make him work harder than someone like Wonderboy to, to keep him to keep him down there so yeah like i said i think even if you've bet luke you're still very live going into the fourth and fifth rounds if he's been losing up until that point um so yeah considering Bilal's best weapon in this fight is his wrestling and he doesn't he's got good ground and pound but you know luke's a big level up on the opponents um you know other other opponents he's been able to land damage on down there um and, you know, hasn't really shown a slick submission game or anything like that. So yeah, you would assume come the fourth and fifth round, Luke will have an edge. If if the if if he's able to compete in the wrestling, that's the main thing. If he's just been useless the whole fight, he's got no edge. Come the fourth or the fifth. He's probably just going to be taken down again. Um, but yeah, as I was gonna say before, Bilal has a He doesn't really have much of a ground game in terms of submissions. And he, you know, I don't think he'd be able to ground and pound Luke out for a finish or anything like that. So I think the best way to approach this fight, I think the odds are about right at the moment where they are. I will get them up for you guys. Yeah, Bilal's at 2.45 and Luke at 1.55. I think that's about right for me. The edge i see and obviously the props aren't out yet but if you can get this when top sport come out with the um markets is i think if you want to side with Bilal, then i would be looking at uh him to win by decision and a lot of people get spooked because there's five rounds and a lot can happen in five rounds etc cetera, etc cetera. but vince vicente is just you know he's never been finished in the ufc Bilal's, you know hasn't got a wicked ground game you know that's that's finishing people over and over so for me if you're happy to take 250 260 270 on Bilal by on the money line I think anything that you can get a, about Bilal 350 or above on decision I think is a good bet so that would be my, my other recommendation for this card uh, Vicente Luque, on the other hand if you wanted to side with him um, yeah, to be honest, I haven't really had a look, but um, it's hard to say. You, I think, I think he's more likely to get a knockout than a submission. I think you know if he's going to get a submission, it's going to be one of those DAS chokes probably, but um. I think if he if he if Vicente is going to win this fight, I think his most likely outcome would be the knockout, just Bilal not being able to get him down, get him maybe getting a bit tired, and um, and Vicente finishing him on the feet. So if you want a side of Vicente, just off the top of my head, if we're pricing him about one point five, that gives him about what sixty percent chance of winning. Yeah, you'd be happy to allocate at least you know thirty. 30, 35% of that to him to him winning by knockout. So um yeah. There's some uh some good percentages for you heading into this one. Um but that does us for this week. Once again, there's the six fights on the main card. Um like always, if you want bets for the whole card, you know, there's what six, there's eight other fights uh on this card too which I'm sending bets out for for our subscribers so if you're keen on joining limited time offer at the moment it's half 50 percent off everything on the website so you can get the um the monthly subscription for 15 dollars Aussie dollars which is like 10 US dollars or you know like 10 euros or whatever that is for a month or you can get the three monthly sorry I am still here or you can get the the quarterly subscription for um, for forty dollars, so that works out to probably be like thirty USD or, or something like that. Anyway, um, but yeah, that'll offer will expire in the coming days, so jump on that as soon as possible. Uh, but yeah, that does us for today. Uh, like, subscribe to both channels, do all the good stuff, and uh, I should be back. Next week, I can't remember. I think it's Lemos versus Andrade from memory. Um, So, yeah, enjoy that one, folks, and I will see you back next Thursday or Friday. Cheers.